If you like Sincerely Human, we urge you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help others discover our show. Please also tell your friends and family about our podcast. Join us in spreading stories of kindness to as many people as possible. Thanks. Now on to this week's episode. It's one of those things where I'm happy they're thanking us, but we can't do enough. No matter what we give them, I, I still feel like we're not doing enough, even though we're trying our best. It's, you know, there's nothing that's ever going to match their sacrifice. Doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and hospital staff. They emerged as soldiers and heroes in our war against COVID-19. You've probably seen photos of hospital staff clearly battling exhaustion. More recently, images of frontliners with bruised faces have made the rounds on social media. They show the effects of having to wear goggles and protective gear for long periods of time. For those of us sheltering in place, we might feel a little lost or even powerless in this situation. We quickly realized that there were two problems you know, at hand. One was um, these medical workers did not have a way to get basics like caffeine. And you know, the last thing you want is doctors uh, who are going through this emotional and physical stress every day not to have caffeine, but also a, a great meal or a snack or something to kind of take their mind off of it for a second and give them some fuel. At the end of the day, we have to get back to where we were. And the only way to do that is going to be to take care of the people that are saving our lives daily and doing so selflessly, knowing that they're most at risk, knowing that they don't necessarily always have the best equipment, even though it's getting donated, and still going out there day after day and risking their lives and their families' lives because that's the oath they swore and that's you know what they signed up for. This is the story of Ben Goldberg, founder and president of the New York Food Truck Association. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness and action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. Once I graduated from college, I got into the food truck industry. I opened my own food truck called the Frying Dutchman. That's Ben. He's a native New Yorker. If you live in New York City, you'll see food trucks in every corner, from the gritty looking aluminum carts selling hot dogs or pretzels. I'm sure you've seen one of those. To fancier trucks selling, say, artisan ice cream all of which are a part of New York City's rich food culture. You know, I wanted to see how I could help other food truck owner and operators really expand their business and take um, the, you know, the business school learning that I had learned and apply that and, and really help them grow their operations. Um, so I, I did that and I started the New York Food Truck Association where uh, we've been in existence for many years now. And we focus not only on advocacy and changing the rules and regulations, we recently you know, just got letter grades passed for food trucks, so now they're going to be on parity with restaurants. Um, but we also focus on helping these owner-operators grow their businesses, getting them events, getting them promotions, 
so that not only can they take advantage of the rules and regulations that we try to help them with, but also grow their businesses. Because what we do is we're always there to, to give advice and to help, whether it's you know getting loans to expand their companies, whether it's trying to get staffing, uh, whether it's navigating the complex you know uh, bureaucratic structures of New York City uh, with the permits. We're there to advise and uh, give counsel as much as we can. As a former food truck owner himself, Ben understands the hustle and work ethic needed to run a food truck. I would get up at 4.30 a.m. and I would go to sleep at, uh, you know, 11 o'clock at night. My wife would make me take three showers because I smelled like, you know, French fry oil every day. So, you know, I did that for a year straight and, and I understand the physical and mental toll that has and how little time these owner operators have to think about marketing and insurance and all of these other aspects except for their food. And so we really try to be that lifeline to, to help them with those parts, which are necessary to growing your company and to maintaining payroll and to, to hiring more staff, but that they just don't have the time to do. But while food truck owners continued to navigate day-to-day operations, something they and all of us didn't foresee is a deadly virus that would take over our lives. Since the outbreak, the busiest parts of New York City turned into a ghost town. No longer do you see throngs of tourists, office lunch crowds, and city residents queuing up to grab a quick bite from their favorite food truck. Because of this, revenue streams of food truck companies plummeted fast. We saw that all of these events started drying up, all of the trucks, because the businesses started working remotely, there was no um, sales for them on the streets. And so we saw this as being a major issue. So we started thinking, you know, okay, this is going to be really bad. How do we transition? And then we started also at the same time, you know, reading the news. I have a number of friends that are doctors and nurses and medical practitioners who started seeing what was going on in, you know, South Korea at the time and Italy knowing that it was going to come here. So we started speaking to some of the hospitals because I I had more free time on my hands now. And the thing that they had mentioned was that as it was getting worse and worse, you know, in the hospitals, they needed a way to feed their, their employees and to give them the sort of creature comforts because they were closing the cafeterias. The stores were closing. There weren't bodegas that they could just walk into and get coffee or a meal on the way home from their shifts. So because of the fact that they didn't want to bring food inside and the fact that even though a number of companies were extremely generous in donating pizzas and and other products, these hospitals were not geared to be donation centers. They don't have the logistics. They don't have the staff right now. And they also don't want food being necessarily brought in and and by anyone else because no one else that's non-medical personnel or non-patients are allowed in the hospital. So we realized You know, we had an asset in these members that was just sitting idly by. We also had trucks that were starting to furlough and lay off their staff. So we said, you know what? Why don't we talk to some of the brands we work with all the time? And so Ben did. Together with partners, the New York Food Truck Association launched their Frontline Food Trucks program. Brands like Sweet Green, Chobani, and La Colombe donated coffee, nutritious snacks and meals to help feed frontline workers. These companies were absolutely willing to donate large quantities of individually packed items, which the hospitals were asking for, that were both healthy, nutritious, and and also something that was tasty. One of the companies that immediately jumped on to support the campaign was Core Foods. 
getting involved in frontline food trucks was a no-brainer for us. That's Julia Perez, Digital Marketing Director at Core Foods. We are a New York-based brand. Um, we're based out of Brooklyn, so we definitely wanted to give back to the community that we call home. It was a no-brainer for us because one of our slogans is make your core happy, and we truly believe that giving back to, again, the community that you live in and being a positive light is the heart of everything. We also love that it was giving back to the people on the front lines, um, which are our heroes today, the doctors, um, nurses, first responders. Frontline food trucks launched their program at two hospitals, NYU Langone on 34th Street in Manhattan and NYU Langone in Brooklyn. In these locations, you'll see their food trucks seven days a week from 6.30 a.m. till about 5.30 p.m. They currently serve 2,000 snacks or meals daily, and they are in talks to go on 24 hours a day, which, as you can imagine, is no easy feat. And, you know, any hour that a doctor or nurse or medical practitioner can't get a cup of coffee or a snack, I, I feel like we're letting them down. So we're determined to really go, you know, as long as needed. And we're also in talks with Mount Sinai to get started, too. Um, a lot of that's dependent on funding, because currently we're paying the trucks out of my own pocket or our company's own pocket right now. And we'd like to scale this to, you know, dozens of hospitals. There, there, there's not a question of need. I mean, every hospital would take this in a heartbeat. It's a question of just getting there. And so that's why we launched the GoFundMe page. In order to continue and expand their operations, Frontline Foods is trying to raise at least half a million dollars. We're also looking at several sponsors, corporate sponsors, to really help that last component to pay for the truck staff and, and really kind of get us over the hump, so to speak. We can't make masks, we can't make gowns, we can't make respirators, but what we can do, we're, we're really trying to provide the best and longest service that we can, because, you know, at the end of the day, without them, then we'd have nothing, and they're the ones taking care of us. All of us have a role to play in supporting each other during this pandemic. I mean, I think, you know, it's something that's also very uniquely New York, but, you know, overall everywhere, at the end of the day, it takes a village, so to speak. Uh, it requires everyone doing their part. I understand that businesses at the end of the day are looking at their bottom line and they're getting hit hard. They have to lay off workers. They, their profits have all stopped. But if it's not for these medical professionals, you know, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. It doesn't matter if your workers are getting sick and they're not taking care of, you won't have a business regardless. So I think, you know, just like when we saw Hurricane Sandy, even though this is a very different kind of impact, you know, because the 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 impact is still there. It's not like with Sandy where it just happened and then it's recovery mode. This is something that threat is, is persistent. But at the end of the day, we, we have to get back to where we were. And the only way to do that is going to be to take care of the people that are saving our lives daily. There's still a long road ahead of us. If I was a doctor, I'd be terrified right now. I can't even put myself in their shoes, but they don't do that. They just dive headfirst in. And, and even though, you know, people are getting sick and dying on a, an insanely crazy basis every day, they don't get scared. I mean, they just keep going. And for those of us in quarantine, there are tons of creative ways we can help our local heroes and anyone for that matter who feels extremely overwhelmed with what's going on. Overall, in the current climate, just we've been keeping our social messaging short, sweet, and to the point. And, you know, you can't go wrong with simple messages of positivity. And again, the response from that just has been overwhelming. Um, I think there's a ton of content out there that is geared towards what you can do at home and how to be productive and all of that. But just 
spreading positivity, spreading good vibes. And I think that's the best you can do. Here's Ben's take on practicing kindness in the midst of this crisis. For us and myself personally, uh, what you know, reading the news every day obviously is very depressing. I, I kind of stopped doing that. I've tried to channel by by helping out and to not feel powerless. You know, and even though I'm getting only a few hours of sleep every night, and I'm happy to do that, I feel immensely better. You know, mentally and physically, knowing that even if it has the smallest impact, and I can get one doctor or one nurse to smile or have a second away from the madness, that makes me feel better. And just channeling my day into to that and to you know spreading the awareness of that and maybe having brands donate and, and any impact I can, even if I'm only a very, very small cog in the wheel, that helps me feel better and, and helps my staff kind of, you know, feel better. And they're all in 120% and, and, you know, not asking for overtime hours or any, I mean, they just want to help. They want to be there for whatever they can do and, and they don't sleep either. And doing that just makes us all feel a, a little bit better and, and that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. donate or learn more about frontline food trucks you can do so on their gofundme page we'll put the link in our show notes if you also want to know more about core foods please visit their website corefoods.com you can also check them out on instagram at corefoods we recently tried their overnight oat bars and were seriously obsessed they're super tasty and healthy we highly recommend them so that's it for today We have another amazing episode next week you shouldn't miss. In the meantime, stay safe and stay kind. Remember, be good to one another 